Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zabonek-Chonko and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. This episode features Ralph Reyes, the COO of Formagem in California on the topic of innovation. We touch on a number of ways the fitness brand is thinking outside the box as a result of COVID-19, including the launch of an outdoor fitness tent that's been a game changer in allowing them to continue to serve members throughout the state shutdown. We also touch on problem solving and where Ralph sees the industry heading. Enjoy. First off, Ralph, thank you so much for coming on to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. Really appreciate your time. Happy to be here, Rachel. Thank you for asking me. Well, to start, could you maybe just give me a quick update on the status of your facilities? What services you guys are able to offer currently? If you have a reopening plan? I, I know things in California are pretty fluid and changing. Yeah, sure. So we are Forma Gym. We're in Walnut Creek, California and San Jose, California, which is in the Bay Area. So we operate in two different counties, which is interesting. We're in Contra Costa County and Santa Clara County. Right now, the regulations are the same between those two counties. There's a, two counties in between us, but they're the same kind of through the Bay Area right now. And that is we can operate outside only. Okay. So no, no inside activity. So that's what led us to looking at trying to what we could see what we could do with outside. But we actually, we had the okay in San Jose to go inside and it, we were open about six hours when we got the order that we needed to shut down inside through the county. So it's been pretty fluid, but that's, that's the state of where we're at right now. Okay. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that you guys have been able to have offerings outside. And I really wanted to talk to you about some cool things that you guys are doing with an outdoor fitness pavilion. Can you just kind of go through the ideation process for that particular offering and why you guys decided to go that route? Yeah. Yeah. It was actually, you know, super fun. At some point we, and I'm just going to sort of collectively being the organization we through this is that we decided that you know, we needed to understand what we had control over and what we didn't, right? Because, you know, we've been listening to the to the webinars that you guys have been putting on, which have been fantastic. And the information's been really, really helpful. But at some point, it, you know, it can almost paralyze you. And you have to decide, well, okay, what can we do for our particular circumstances? And, you know, we were just at a point where, we had we were th- like three days away from being able to open inside and the county said you're not doing it and this was i think in early june so we just said you know what we gotta we gotta try to take control as much as we can and the order was that you could be outside so robert and myself we were upstairs at our our club here in walnut creek and we were just talking about like okay what what do we have and we've got this outside area and, and then we said, well, let's just start, you know, let's just play what if, you know, what if we had, what if we had covering, what if we had a tent out there, what could we do and how could we lay it out? And we just started playing around with those ideas and just kind of one thing led to the next and we were researching tents and types of tents. I learned a lot about tents in a very <laughs> short period of time the different structures and you know how they're built and you know all those different types of things and yeah then you know robert looked at buying a a tent and he found one used on ebay that was humongous it was way bigger than we thought and was able to negotiate a good price and yeah so that that's kind of what got it started i had seen a a pop-up fitness center that nike had done in la a couple years ago and my daughter had sent it to me and 
you know, they did a really cool job of on a, it was a, a building rooftop that they had set up with shade and different vignette sort of fitness areas. And so I kind of had that in my head is sort of what this would potentially look like. And yeah, then just, you know, we were able to buy the tent. We were able to get the surface, you know, we were able to just kind of procure everything. And, you know, the team was just unbelievable with flexibility. Like, you know, the team here was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's see what we can do. So that was kind of how, how it all sort of started. And we just got, got rolling with it and, and just kept, kept playing with it. Yeah, and then you guys actually even surveyed your membership prior to this and got some positive feedback, right? We did, yeah. Prior to like when we were in the like, okay, is this a stupid idea or is this a good idea mode? Put out a survey to the members and asked about outdoor exercise and what they would be interested in doing. And we we saw that over 50% said that they would they would rather exercise outside even after the club was open inside. They'd feel more comfortable outside. So that really did give us the little bit of a reassurance that, you know what, it's, it's probably a good investment and we were jumping on it pretty early that it made, made sense to do. And that was actually a couple delays ago. So feeling like that, you know, that it really was a worthwhile endeavor. Yeah. Well, I know that you guys have, you know, cardio, you have strength, you've got some group fitness offerings within the outdoor tent. Any other things that you want to highlight well, that you, you know? Are- yeah, yeah. You know what's actually really funny, Rachel, is that we've we've been out there about eight weeks now. Yeah. We've probably changed it eight times since we've been out there. So I mean, flexibility is definitely a hundred percent, and it's been based on staff feedback, member feedback. But we keep it's been really, really fun because we keep tweaking it. Yeah, and we keep change and and it keeps evolving a little bit by little bit. So in its current state, what we've got is we've got a designated group fit space for about for about 20 people, so 20 reservation spots, and then we've got a light a, a line of cardio equipment and just really easy electrical stuff. We did ellipticals and recumbents, so we brought electrical out for those. Chose not to do treads just because of the electrical burden. Of, and that was going to be a lot of money to be able to get enough temporary power. So we decided not to do treads. Um, and then what was been, what's been interesting is strength because we also have a pool area in the back of the building that has a, a decent sized turf space. And we started off with doing strength in the back and group fitness in the tent. But we could see that the new memberships we were selling was really related to strength and what seemed to be engaging the existing members and bringing them back was group fitness so we just kept kind of tweaking the ratios and we were seeing that we didn't need more group fit than we started with but we needed more strength than we started with so we kept rejiggering and now we've added more strength we added we had another panel that we could add to the tent. There was another 20 by 40 section that we actually added just last week to give us a little more space. We got another roll of turf. We got another. So we did a whole nother section that we didn't put on. So now we're 40 by 100 rather than 40 by 80. But we're using that now to add and to space our strength a little bit better. So that's the thing. And, and you know, and the thing is like having a team that's willing to like, 
yeah, let's do it. Right. Is, is so key because, yeah. you know, I can, I can think about this stuff, but if the team doesn't jump on board with it, then it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. And they've been, they've been amazing with adapting to, to this. So yeah, it's just been a constant state of just playing around. We, we've played around with some decorations. You know, we did some banners out there. We did a little Zumba party that didn't really, didn't really work, but it was a, a nice, nice idea. But we did some colored banners and stuff, and we'll do some, some up lights and some things like that. So yeah, that's what we've got right now. And we're going to just keep re rejiggering until uh, we feel like that there's no jiggering to do. Yeah. Well, what advice would you give to other operators who might pursue an outdoor offering? Is there anything that you guys learned along the way that you think would be helpful to them? Yeah, I think that really understanding your particular need and assets, right? So what do you have available for you? Because we're all so different. And, you know, and we all have little different, little different goals. But for us, we have a lot of people on a free and active right now. We have, and we wanted to, we, one, we wanted to initiate billing was, was one key thing. And I want to reactivate people off the inactive list. So, so those are my, my two goals. And I needed a robust enough product to be able to do a full dues bill and not do a discounted bill. Right. So it has to, I had to be able to justify, you know, saying, here's why you were charging you for your whole dues. So that was my, that was my goal with this. And I think for people to understand what their particular goal is, then they can figure out what they need to do. And then they can figure out their return on investment based on that, because that's what it all comes down to. Right. And for me, I know, I knew how many memberships I needed to get in order to pay for the tent in what period of time, yeah. right? And that was the calculation that, that we did. And then plus the asset of the tent afterwards, right? Because one of the, I don't know, what kind of funny little side things is that, you know, next year with all the weddings that have been postponed this year, there's gonna be this huge pent up demand for wedding space next year, right? Yeah. So we, we know that. So. I mean, I can make that an awesome wedding venue next year, you know, and rent it on on Fridays and Saturdays. And I think I can kind of keep this thing going. So there's other potential secondary uses. But I think for people really understanding so you're sort of like, you know, how far do you want to go for what your goals are, you know, is really, I guess, my my biggest advice. Because one thing I know for sure is there's a tent for every budget. There's a machine, right? So depending on how many poles and, you know, how heavy or how light or, you know, how high, right? So, I mean, you can do, if if you wanted to do shade on the, you know, pretty inexpensive, you could definitely, you can definitely do that. And just that little bit creates an atmosphere. And I think that's really Really, the other thing we were trying to achieve is getting enough of an atmosphere, going back to kind of my Nike pop-up fitness center, is it enough of an atmosphere that feels like when someone looks in, they're like, oh man, this looks cool, right? And it doesn't look like, you know, pot spots on a parking lot. It looks like a fitness center yeah. that happens to be, that happens to be basically outside. So, so that's, that was kind of, that was our goals, but you know, everyone's going to be a little different and people are going to hedge their bets a little bit different about how long they're going to be outside or inside 
for us, I'm figuring we're going to be outside to Thanksgiving. Easy. Right now, we just talked about this morning. I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do with rain. And because the slope of the parking lot and the drainage, I got to figure out how to reroute water so that thing doesn't, you know, it doesn't all slope right into the tent. So I'm figuring, and, you know, the way this year's gone, it's probably going to be one of the wettest years in history, right? <laughs> because that's just the way things yeah. are going. So, 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, usually here in Northern California, we don't get rain until after Halloween. You will get a little bit in October, but it usually doesn't start until Thanksgiving or so. I'm figuring it's going to start pouring in October this year. So yeah, so that's the next thing we got, because I'm figuring we're just going to be out there through the year. So that's kind of, I guess, what I would, was what I would say to people. And you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to just have fun with it. And I think just to experiment with some different things. Yeah. Any other things that are noteworthy about the outdoor fitness pavilion that you think other operators would be interested in? Yeah, I think the fan, you know, I mean, we put fans out there. We did the big ass fans, the water cooled ones, big difference, right? And, you know, luckily up here, I mean, it doesn't get crazy hot and it's not crazy humid. So, and we have really good weather for, for outside, but we definitely needed fan and air movement. So we've got a combination of water cooled fan and just blower fans in the room just to keep air circulating. So I think those are, those are probably the main, the main things. Okay. Yeah. Any other examples of small or large innovations that Forma Gym has done recently that you'd like to touch on? Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting when you talk about innovation, right? Because that could be humongous. Like I invented the next whatever and just tweaking on business operations, you know? And I think yeah. that's where, that's where we've been is, is really trying to innovate around our business operations and accommodate what that looks like. And I think for us, I mean, we've been working really hard on our communication and ease of business with members, right? Because right now, so many questions, what are my options? What are my membership options, right? So being able to be way better at handling questions and the first time. So right now, and probably a lot of people have done this before, but we just hadn't, but really measuring how many people we have in the queue that have member service questions and what our wait time is, right? Because other industries have done that. So like, how, what's your wait time? What's a, the customer? So that's what we've now got ourselves metered on. And we've got the member service. We only have one and a half people that are doing that because we're a fairly small organization, but we're focused on, and the team understands what that number is. And we've got some people cross-trained. If that number gets beyond where we want it, then we can drop a couple other people in to help out and reduce that number down. I think those are the innovations that we've been working on. I was like, what are the things that are potentially, you know, I don't know, business opportunities that we have to look at ourselves differently? We're working on virtual like everybody. And, you know, I kind of purposely sat on the sideline on virtual to kind of see how it all was shaken out. We've now kind of finalized what our platform is going to be, how we're going to camera it, how we're going to store it, how we're going to market it, what our virtual membership looks like. And I think that's, that's kind of what I was saying before is that you can, you can hear what everybody else is doing, but until you really understand what you need and what best suits your business, 
you have to go through that process of, I guess, sort of local innovation, right? Because doing virtual isn't innovative, right? I mean, I'm doing virtual, but how we uniquely do it, right? And deliver it that makes sense to our business because my goal is still to reactivate members, right? And to get them back. But if I can use a virtual membership to engage and a stepping stone to reactivate members. So if I've got a $20 virtual membership and that is the thing that helps bring them back and I can make a little revenue on that, then that's a great stepping stone in my strategy of reactivating the members. So that's so those are the things I, I look at as, as innovations. And then just being able to kind of turn things upside down a little bit. You know, it's funny because we were, we were talking about this as a team that when we change things for the members, right? We used to like post signage, like, you know, in three weeks, we're going to move this piece of it, right? And you'd tell people way ahead of time and, you know, everyone give their feedback. So by the time you moved it, hopefully it all went smooth. Whether it was changing the group fit schedule or, you know, moving equipment or retiring equipment, getting new equipment, right? You had to yeah. telegraph all this stuff so far in advance. Now you can just basically do whatever, whenever, right? You know, we're moving equipment like, oh, the ellipticals used to be there, now they're over there. You don't have to notify it because people are just used to, things are gonna be changing and dynamic and, you know, they understand that we're just doing, you know, we're doing the best we can to keep improving things and people have just been way more open, member staff to, okay, cool, let's try something. And I was like, all right, yeah, I get it, another change. So, so that's been, that's been really interesting and, and really yeah. kind of fun to work with. Yeah. Those are good points. I think when you talk about innovation, a lot of people automatically think about technology or like you said, like a very, you know, big new thing, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. It could be just thinking outside the box, making small tweaks to the member experience, doing these little things that ultimately can have a huge impact. Yeah. Yeah. And I think super unsexy, basic stuff. Blair and those guys are so good on the on the webinars, you know, talking about frictionless business and you know those types of things. And it's just that because so many businesses are are doing it poorly now outside of our industry. People are just kind of conditioned to that. So if we're just a little bit better than that, then then we're doing we're doing pretty good. Yeah, one thing I wanted to circle back on is earlier you were mentioning that, you know, members could reserve time slots for the outdoor fitness pavilion. Yeah. Was was reservation something that you guys had the ability to do beforehand or is that a new addition that you guys had to kind of work through the, you know, work out the process on? We had reservations on a very limited basis for certain impacted classes and fee-based classes, but not for everything. So we had to go through the process of setting that up for everything, for just general workout visits, for all group fitness classes, and for, and we do have a couple, we have pools at both clubs, so for lap lanes, so for all that, yeah, so everything is on a sign-up reservation basis, so yeah, that was a, a chore, getting that set up and, and ready to go. Yeah, are you able to share yeah. the technology that you guys use for yeah, that? Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, we're on the NetPulse app, and ABC is our company, been very helpful with getting things done for us and helping out. It's worked well. I think that you start to look at the need down the road though. And I think that's where we need to start looking is what is going to be the continuous need in the flexibility of scheduling 
and if we're going to do tiers on membership, how we're able to work that in, right? So I yeah. think that, that's going to be interesting going forward and having that, that industry technology support will be really important for them to understand that, you know, we're doing business completely different and they do, they need to do so too. Yeah. Well, you know, leaders are facing challenges and problems that they never have experienced before. You know, how do you personally approach leadership and problem solving that during this time and how do you foster that among your team? Yeah, no, it's, it's, 100% been collaboration, right? So I'll try to identify maybe a shortcoming or a weakness or an opportunity for improvement and then present it to the team as as an opportunity for us to get better and then collaborate and, and work together to, you know, to, to come up with what we can come up with. Because just this morning we were talking about, you know, this new square footage that I mentioned on the tent. So now we've, we're ready this week to start moving, potentially moving more strength out there. But, you know, talking to the, talking to the team, we're out in the tent, we're kind of going through like how we should do it. Well, it turns out, I think probably the best thing is just getting better spacing and reallocating space to what we have rather than bringing more equipment down is the first thing to do. Well, that wasn't my thought going in. But as we collaborated and talked and what they were seeing and what they were hearing, and it was a complete shift for me because we're going to rejigger how we do, how we shape the group fit space. But I wasn't thinking that going in. So really what I wanted to get done is, okay, how are we going to best utilize the new square footage? And then the team came up with what that answer was. And then the other part for me is, is push and progress. You know, that's what I want to do is, is like, hey, I put something out every week. Here's our goals for this week. Here's what we want to go accomplish this week. And for for both clubs and then for the organization and and the team, they responded. It's, it's really fun because like Thursday or Friday, people are talking about, yeah, we got this done off our list and we got this done. What a great week, which is really, really fun that everyone's rallying around this concept of this sort of collective checklist that everybody's contributing to and started last couple weeks on Fridays starting like okay what does our week look like and and for these guys you know to to be able to help prepare that agenda has been a lot of fun that's awesome yeah yeah well are there any technologies or even just trends that you're going to be keeping an eye on right now that you think will be beneficial to clubs in the next few months or even year yeah, you know, I think what what worries me is not knowing how people are going to want to come back to the clubs and in what time period. I think I think we've got to brace ourselves for some percentage of the of our clientele are not going to come back. And they've either they've they've found oh, I I really enjoy walking, I don't want to spend the money. I've invested in home equipment, you know, a multitude of things. And I think just we've got to, we've got to embrace the reality that there's going to be a little bit of a, of a shift there. So I think that how virtual complements brick and mortar is, I think, going to be really the key for us. I mean, we're, we're kind of at the mid high end on dues. So we're, our average dues are just a little over a hundred a month. So, you know, I think that is going to be really the challenge going forward and, and what I've got to focus on. That's, and that's what worries me. I think kind of 
regaining the reason why people come to clubs. You know, one of the things I mentioned kind of quickly is we're doing these different events at the club. And so for August, we've got a series of three aqua classes that are special like master classes and three different yoga classes that are the same kind of thing. So really, you know, under that goal of reactivating members and giving them a reason to come back is I think even after we get through this, we're going to have to look for what are the reasons that I, I get people back to my club. And I think it's going to be social and club and activity in a new form. So that's, that's really what I'm focused on is, is how we do that and how we do that, how we do it well that fits in our budget. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of clubs are talking about member re-engagement strategies and, you know, trying to stay in touch with the members who might've canceled or put on freeze and yeah, how you get them back into the facility in a way that, you know, where they feel safe and healthy and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see too how sort of our competitor set shifts after this too, right? Because, you know, it may be a different competitive environment completely. Not that I would be, you know, I don't know that it does anybody any better or worse by not having other competitors that there anymore, right? But it's just different. And I think... I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on as well as we go forward. But, you know, I think the whole member interacting with technology in the club and technology supporting the flexibility of club operators is going to be really important. And I think that, you know, I don't know if I can say this, but I think technologically in our industry, I think we're, when you look at other industries, we're pretty far behind. And it'd be nice to be able to see some of that, I don't know, either innovation from other industries crossing into our world, right? And, or something like that, that helps operators stay more flexible on how we, how we can make business decisions that make sense for us, but that accommodate what technology we have available to us. And that's what kind of happens now, right? There's no technology that supports what we want to do. So we have to change the business strategy to accommodate the available technology, which is unfortunately just super backward. Yeah. Well, any other final thoughts on innovation, problem solving, or just the state of the industry in general you'd like to share? Yeah, no, honestly, I I love talking about this stuff and I've been in this industry, I don't know, 33-ish years, 34-ish years. Absolutely love it. And I know we're all going to come out strong, especially supporting each other, right? And I think I guess if I did have a final thought, it's about how we do support each other, whether you're in the same neighborhood. I mean, I've had competitors that are in the neighborhood ask me to come look at the tent. Yeah, come look at the tent, it's a tent. I think that, you know, really understanding that, you know, we've, we've got the opportunity to really help each other and lift each other up is probably the big, the big takeaway, whether it's a round table or it's, you know, friends in your industry or, or whatever, I think that that's a, it's a big opportunity.